0: You're my lady of the Love in your eyes. Sparkly, You're my lady
1: welcome to mckinley cast the podcast on freaks and geeks tonight we are going over episode gosh Something. anyone know the number
2: nine ten. maybe ten yeah it's ten
3: thank you guest
2: beautiful you're welcome
3: <laughs> we should know this we shouldn't make you have to tell us information about the show but okay <laughs> well
2: i'm a huge fan so excellent
3: all right keep going em. episode okay. 10
1: <laughs> episode 10 the diary In this episode, Kim reveals herself as a bad influence to Lindsay's parents, a suspicion that becomes further inflamed by inviting Mrs. Kelly over for dinner. This results in the Weirs reading Lindsay's diary and Jean finding out that they are robots, which is something Jean tries to rectify. Harold is unmoved and uncooperative. There is more fallout when Kim finds out Lindsay's parents think she is a whore and a drug dealer. Everything seems to turn out okay, Though thanks to a little afternoon delight. Meanwhile, the geeks are last picked for baseball again, an act which is a serious burr in Bill's saddle, and he has an interesting way to deal with the situation involving prank calls. But the geeks end up having their moment, sort of, and proving to the drugs. Sorry. The geeks end up having their moment and proving the drugs wrong, sort of. I'm Emily.
3: I'm Rich. I'm Carol. I'm Katrin. And I'm Aisha. And... I'm Matt. Matt. Hey, Matt! What's up, buddy? We've been trying to record this podcast for, like,
2: you know, centuries. Four years. Yeah, It's almost been as long as uh, Freaks and Geeks was on the air. It seems like it's taken <laughs> as long as the initial run. Well, Yeah, just uh, navigating six people's schedules when we got real life and stuff, it, uh, it's not always easy, but we made it it's, we did it everybody it's truly, we should celebrate Yay.
3: because of it it's truly not easy you know it's funny when we first started out this podcast we were not doing so terribly you know, you know? we were again like eh, every other week maybe i think we even got a couple weeks where we were actually like we did it yeah. like consistently like three or four weeks in a row and then it's just <sighs> over the last couple months and navigating with a guest is e- is even more difficult. But we've been trying to get Matt on forever, and we finally did it. And this is beautiful. It's a sight to behold, guys.
1: Yeah, trying to get Matt on has spanned two different McKinley Cast episodes, and that's a very long time.
2: Yeah, I was supposed to be on the last one, but unfortunately uh, it couldn't work out. And, hey, the, I guess the consolation is that you know there's only 18 episodes, so might as well... <laughs> you know, spread it out as far as we can. It's not like uh
4: <laughs> That's true. You know,
2: a Buffy or an X Files where they got a hundred plus episodes or X Files has like two hundred episodes. Yeah. We want only has eighteen.
3: We want to elongate the enjoyment for as much as possible. You know, we yeah. put some air in the middle so people can, you know, kinda chill out, relax, soak it all in, and then we hit them back three and a half months later. Here you go, guys. <laughs> All right, so what? What this is? Uh, what's the name of the episode? Diary, I believe. Diary. Diary. Oh, before that, hey Matt, where can where can we uh, hear
2: you? Anywhere else? Well, I have a podcast that is also sporadically released uh, called Movie Snobbery Two. Uh, you get that on iTunes. It's a, as you could expect, it's a movie related podcast. Uh, me and my college buddy John, we discuss you know what come what came out. We usually have like kind of a top five list that ties into it. It, It's like film spotting if film spotting had like 10 listeners, but (laughs) we have have a good time. And uh, yeah, that's awesome.
3: Cool. Cool. All right. So let's do, let's jump into our uh, prediction. That's (laughs) not, not plural. (laughs) Uh, Anybody got the prediction page pulled up? I do. I think somewhere. Yeah, I do. I you want me to read it?
1: Sure. Yeah, go on.
3: Okay. Carol. Okay. Oh, we actually have three. Oh, do we cool. have three?
1: No, just Carol mm-hmm. and Heidi. Uh,
3: two. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm very bad at counting. Um, <laughs> all right. So Carol says, I'll put in predictions for the diary. Thanks, Carol. We like that explanation. Yeah. I'm going to guess that look, my chair, the, the, the thing on, the, the arm thing on my chair literally just fell off for no reason. <laughs> I, OK, let's just move on.:
4: That's Rick,s not my prediction.:
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Carol says, I'm going to guess that Lindsay's diary is what we're talking about, though I guess Sam could have or could have or be keeping a diary, that would be different and super embarrassing, even if no one found out what was in it. Ell's diary getting in the hands of students would be bad, but in her parents' hands could be a problem as well. I don't have much else. Glad to see Sam's friend in the picture. I was hoping he would be around. Is that Gordon you're talking about?
4: I couldn't remember his name.
3: Yeah, there he is. Yeah. With his, with his uh, shorts pulled up almost yeah. all the way up to his breasts. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Heidi says, It's got to be Lindsay's diary. But it would be better if it was someone else like Bill's. (laughs) I agree entirely, (laughs) Heidi. I would have loved to see an episode about Bill's Diary. (laughs) Matt, Let's just... (laughs) We really don't have much on the feed, but Matt responds, Bill's Diary is just Dallas episode reviews. (laughs) In the pre-internet blog era, the guy did what he could. (laughs) That's perfect. That's exactly what it would be.
4: (laughs) Or welcome back, (laughs) Cotter.
3: Yeah. All right, so, first and foremost, before we even talk about the episode, I'd like to just get each of you to say, would you read your child's diary? And for the parents, have you? No. Carol says no. Um. So, Aisha, you said no, you would never read your kid's diary? Yep. What about you, Katrin?
5: Absolutely not.
2: Matt? No, I think that would be... Uh... That would be a whole like a whole can of worms. Luckily, I don't have any kids, so I don't have that situation to yeah. deal with. At least not yet. See,
3: I think it's morally uh, and ethically just an awful thing to do. But I could see myself just, you know, having one of those weak in the knees moments where you're just like, uh, I need to know what's happening in this child's life right now. And going through it, and then probably... I mean, in the end, that would probably ruin the relationship between you and your kid, because, like, they can't trust you anymore, and... It's its harder, like, if if a kid doesn't trust their parent, then you're never gonna get any information out of them, e- ever. You know? Yeah, so, like, yeah. it really... It's probably gonna have a worse result than if they you just let them do what they're doing. But at the same time, I mean, I feel like there's gonna be a moment in my in my son's <laughs> life where I'm gonna, like, you know, want to buy that new drop cam and put it in his room and make sure he's not doing anything you hear about that thing that's on the radio all the time it's like a cheap security camera that basically allows you to spy on whatever you want to spy on i mean i want to get one of those things and just spy on my son all the time is that terrible with me yeah it probably is but I know
2: well these days with like facebook and social media it's a lot easier to spy on your kids yeah that's like legal spying <laughs> yeah like spying you can't get in trouble for
4: they I mean they know you know you can have their passwords or whatever, but you know I mean they have a pretty good idea. everybody is reading you know their stuff anyway, yeah, but uh, yeah, the diary thing i don't know i I think a kid should have some privacy. I know that there's you know a whole thing that if i mean obviously if you think the kid is <sighs> Really on a incredibly dangerous track, you know, that they're they're in a downward spiral or something like that. You could definitely make a a case for anything is better than losing the kid, you know,
6: mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm.
4: Uh, but at the same time, it just. It, it,
3: it's just think, wrong.
4: <laughs> yeah, it really it's really bad. So I mean, You're lucky
3: you have a good kid. You know what I mean? Like, your son is a nice guy. Yeah. I, and from everything that I've heard about him and what you say, he's not a bad seed or anything like that, you know? So you don't have to worry too much. In the situation with Freaks and Geeks with, with Lindsay, I mean, it's different than most situations because she was so good and now she's hanging out with this group of, you know,
4: yeah, people but... that
3: cause shenanigans everywhere. and
4: Yeah, but she's it's not like no, no. No. She she is not to the point of you know this kid is in
3: danger of her life or anything like that. You know. I agree entirely, but that brings Just... us that. Then you got to think that's about. That's
7: what we know of her, not her parents.
3: Yeah, well, and what they know is you know what Kim Kelly's mom is telling them about about yeah. her daughter. You know, and this is Lindsay's like new best friend we'll get there. We'll we'll let's yeah. we'll go over that when we get there. All right, let's start at yeah. the beginning. You want, Is here, Emily back? I'm back. Hi, um Hi. would you ever read your kids' diary?
1: Okay, I can say this that I have, but my daughter's 8 and she's like let's me.
6: Okay. Yeah. So she like kind of like, wants she'll you to get read all it.
1: excited that she wrote in it and then show me what. Mom, read what I wrote, you know.
3: Okay, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. but 5 um, years from now when she doesn't want you to read it anymore.
1: I will not. But Here's the deal. I kind of understand where you're coming from, Rich, and where the weirs were coming from. Where you... A time where you're feeling very uncertain about your kid. You know, again, we need to be reminded that Lindsay has had a very drastic change in personality and friends. And they just got freaked out by another mom. And they really... They're in uncharted waters. They... They have all these, you know. What's she doing? Their imaginations are going wild, and I could see in that situation maybe a weak moment. Although with that, I could say I would feel horrible living with myself,
3: knowing yeah, that I did. That's the thing. I would regret it forever. Even like, because even think about it. Like even if you find out something
2: that yeah, you can't go back from that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Like and no matter can, what it is, you have to figure out how to play of- it. You're going to yeah. have to figure out how to handle that situation once you find out the information that you were looking for. And that that's going to be the hardest part. Like what if, like what if it's something like that you have to bring up to your kid and then you have to tell them that you read the diary and then you have to tell them that you you don't trust them and therefore they no longer trust you. I mean, you're really just kind bad. of destroying that relationship.
4: <laughs> and you know, there's another thing. I mean, yeah, my son and I went through some bad times there. For a little while and and uh, you know I mean I was I was truly not having a good time um, but the fact is that if I had read his because he writes all the time I mean he's he's got notebooks full of stuff if I'd gone up and gone through his stuff and read all his stuff and all of that I might have found out something at the time but In the long run, I would have, he wouldn't be talking to me now. Right. And he's talking, you know, and he's, that lasted about, you know, someone said to me that phase usually lasts about two years, and it lasted almost exactly two years, and then he kind of came out of it.
3: What years were those, by the way? Just wondering. how old. For
4: him, that was about 14, 13. 13 to 15 or 14 to 16. Somewhere in there.
3: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I was more like that from like 16 to 18, I would say.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But I was a I... late bloomer.
4: So anyway, I just think that at this point we would not have the relationship we have if I had done that.
3: I agree entirely, yeah. We're in in going... the long run, I mean, no. you like you said, you could find out something that feels like a big deal at the time, but he could get over it himself and why would you want to damage the bond that you have um that you have with him at that time when if he could fix the his own problems, you know, in time well, just without without plus you. It's, not,
4: it's not like he was fixing his own problems. I mean I was there and everything. Yeah. It's just that I didn't choose that particular way of finding out what was going on, you know, of mm-hmm. invading privacy.
3: Right. I'm just thinking of, like, an example where, like, okay, let's say you didn't want your kid to be doing drugs drugs, and you find out that your kid's doing drugs. But your kid is just – like, I did some drugs when I was in college, you know what I mean? But, like, I wasn't – it wasn't going to end up being a problem in the long run. It was experimentation from college, you know? But, like, a lot of my friends started in high school. A lot of my friends have diaries and stuff like that. So I'm thinking about being one of their parents and reading their diary and finding out that my kids I uh, does some whatever, you know, and they're probably going to stop at some point. So do you want to know that information at that time? Because you're going to have to say something about it, right? Like you don't really have a choice. Once you know, you have to say it. If it's something just, like your kid doing drugs or your kid doing something really wrong.
4: I just think there are other ways of going about it.
3: Well, you got to hope that you could trust your kids in the first place that they would tell you, you know.
1: Right. I would hope that Scout and I are going to have a relationship where we can talk. That's probably you know, being really optimistic,
3: but it I'm it happens. For- Usually that those relationships do exist. It's just that there are certain years where they're not going to exist, where they're not going to want to tell you anything. I mean, my sister was super close with my mom until she was 13, and then from 13 to 17 she wasn't so much, but now that she's 20, she's close with her again. You know, it's just those right. middle years. you got to deal with them. you got to kind of, like, force yourself through them.
4: Yeah, okay. it, it gets better. You know, there should be a campaign for parents, just the same as there's a campaign for kids, you know? It gets better.
3: (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Okay, alright, let's talk about the show. So, we start off with uh, Lindsay and Kim hitchhiking. Now, I gotta ask, because I don't think they said this, were they hitchhiking in their own neighborhood?
4: I think so in their (laughs) town at least in their town well it was
3: definitely in their town because the guy that picked them up was that went to her dad's store right
4: yeah
7: yeah Yeah, I think so because um Kim was like she knew exactly where they were trying to go to yeah She's like on the corner of Wilson and whatever
3: yeah see that's such a phony badass thing to do though it's like come on you're not like that's just like you're gonna hitchhike in your own town (laughs) <laughs> you know, like what what are you really trying to accomplish there? I don't
4: Getting know. from like, one get... place to another?
3: Yeah, I guess, but like, don't you think okay, I'm assuming that if Lindsay needed a ride somewhere, she could probably get one. No? Doesn't I mean... she
7: still have her car?
3: Does she Yeah, she's a car, right? So does Kim. Wait, and so yeah, does Kim's Kim and one one does car. Car. Yeah, a so does then Daniel. Like, they could get a ride. They don't need to hitchhike in their own neighborhood. This is just, like, Kim trying to be badass, right? She's, like, overdoing it's just,
2: it. It's just bored, like, really sheltered suburban kids just, you know, yeah. pre-internet. They don't have anything better to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. I think,
1: I think really the answer to it is in Lindsay's reaction to it. She, I think it's a funny scene because she's so high school. It's so high school to me. Just that—just how um, she's
3: so excited and she thinks that he's what she's doing is so on edge.
1: It's so romantic, you know?
3: Yeah. You get picked
1: up by somebody and they've got this interesting story to tell and yeah. she wants that. Someone that's been across the country and she gets, you know, the guy that lives three streets away that knows her dad.
3: Do you think that that guy recognized her before he picked her up? Yes.
1: <laughs> and I think he's like, hmm... I need to work this out, you know? I need to help out Harold.
3: Because he, like, really let her get into the whole introduction thing before he said anything. You know, he was. she's like, hi, I'm Lindsay, this is Kim. So where are you from? Like, asking questions. He was just, like, not saying anything. Like a creeper. Yeah. Did anyone recognize that guy? No. Nope.
1: He was the, uh... I think, like, Francis McDormand's, um... Husband and Fargo.
6: Never seen that. Never seen that. I saw Um, a long time ago.
1: Anyway. I hadn't noticed till now. When I watched that I'm like, oh
3: yeah. No idea. No, I've never seen that. He he had the
1: Minnesota accent, which he also does very strong in Fargo.
6: Mm.
3: Oh true all right well i mean that was like probably the shortest cold open that we've had in the show yet it was just like
6: just that
3: one short scene and then went into the intro but so when we come back from the intro we just have Lindsay's parents the weirs yelling at her for you know hitchhiking in her neighborhood and saying that they want to invite over kim's parents so, how did you guys feel when you found out that she was gonna that they were gonna have a uh, a Weir Kelly dinner party later that night?
7: I thought they were gonna make a bigger deal out of it than what it actually was.
6: Yeah,
3: I t- thought the exact same thing.
6: Yeah,
3: it's exactly what I wrote down. I thought that was gonna be a bigger deal.
7: Mhm. Yeah,
4: I was surprised it was. Uh... It wasn't, but in a way. It ended up with more of a repercussion because it wasn't.
3: Yeah, I just thought it was gonna be different. Like I, I, I figured like you know, Mrs. Kelly was gonna flip out or say something completely wrong, or yeah, you, you know, know not... what? something that offends they, them.
1: They had to kind of play it differently because Kim Kelly is my friend. Still, hadn't aired yet.
3: Oh Remember wow! When we did that
1: episode. Um, Aww, America hadn't yeah. seen that episode, so huh? this is. America's introduction to her, so they couldn't play off of it.
7: Oh, That's I was totally so expecting weird. her to bring up what happened in the episode. But
4: I would
1: think that when they
4: filmed it, they wouldn't have known that it was going to be out of order, did they?
1: They knew. They knew that it hadn't... It wasn't hadn't aired.
3: Yeah, huh. I mean, they might have...
1: It's. It know. was... That was, like, the third episode? Fourth?
3: That was the third episode. So they might have, like, you know, had they probably didn't film this episode before that episode was supposed to air, right? I don't know. How, hard how long to... do shows usually film their episodes? Do they film them before the season starts? Like, all of them? It,
2: it... No. They usually no. get Not a couple. Usually,
4: some do.
3: I'm sorry. They
2: usually get, like, a couple in before the show, like, starts like maybe eight or so, sometimes. Okay. It depends on the show and the network, like, HBO stuff, they'll get that stuff in the can before the season even airs, but most like network stuff like this would be... They get a couple in before the show even premieres, and then they go from there, and you know, if the show's a hit, they order more, and if it's not, then you get less. Uh, I It says yeah. this episode aired in January, so probably a good chunk of time passed between when the, uh, the Kim Kelly episode got shelved in this one, so yeah i guess they they must have had that in mind when they wrote it.
4: did the Kim Kelly episode like never get aired or did it
2: did... it aired on basic cable like i i i watched this show as live as i could back uh back when it was on the air and yeah this one aired when it went on uh i think it was fox family when uh when it went on like the the following fall or so uh-huh. but yeah it, it didn't air during the series run on NBC. Huh.
1: this one didn't
2: or Kim Kelly? No nope. Kim Kelly. Oh, uh, the Kim Kelly. This one did. Yeah.
3: So so they basically like watered her down big time. Made her like, you know, a normal human being for this episode. Well,
1: she wasn't totally normal, but she um, was pretty
2: It was, was an easier version.
3: Yeah, she was She was on her best often. behavior. Yeah, exactly. I I but I like I didn't even chaotic. expect her. Yeah, I didn't expect her to be able to to handle that, you know? Just cuz We've only seen her that one other time, right? Yeah. Yeah, and she was like psychotic then. She was, you know, the mother version of Kim Kelly. So, in this one, I I fully expected her to at least say something a little vulgar, you know, but she didn't. She kept her cool. Respect. Although
4: she said some pretty awful things about her daughter. Yeah, she but said they were awful things about her daughter. They were,
3: they were kind of accurate. Were they not?
1: Well, the thing about her not being smart.
4: That's well,
3: just... yeah, that's mean. Yeah. You shouldn't ever say that about your kid.
1: I I feel like when I'm talking to other parents, I usually put my child in a good light. You know what I mean? Mm.
6: Good mom. You,
1: yeah, you kind of upplay their qualities instead of yeah. rag on them. Yeah.
7: Oh, you yeah. don't know my mother? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, mine either.
4: See, and my mom, oh my goodness, it's i've always said that according to my mother if you talk to her my brother and i are the most brilliant the most perfect people in the world unless of course we disagree with her then we know nothing but
3: (laughs) (laughs) see my mother and i just don't agree on anything in the first place so she just thinks i'm an idiot (laughs) oh it's okay i think she's an idiot too no, I'm just kidding. I love my mom. <laughs> um, all right, let's all right. just keep let's just keep I'm talking about this
4: one week after
3: Mother's <laughs> Day. <laughs> um, let's just keep talking about the the whole weird parents thing while we're on it. So, after you know they're freaking out or they have Kim Kelly's mom come over, they they start freaking out. They ban. Lindsay from seeing Kim Kelly, which, by the way, is something that you just can't do. You can't ban your kid from seeing somebody else that they go to school with. It's impossible.
6: Mm-hmm. You know?
3: What are you going to do? So you, you're going to stop them from hanging out with them after school, but they're still going to see each other at school. Like, and you're at school for eight hours a day. Yeah. So, that's like, it's impossible to, to stop someone be, from being friends with somebody in high school. That's just out of control.
2: Especially with that size student body. It doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of. <laughs> area to hide anyway so
3: yeah it's not We're, like a 4,000 person school yeah. probably a couple hundred not only
4: not only that I mean my own feeling is that you try and do that that you're just asking the kid to become closer to that kid
6: yeah
4: you know I mean just because they're they're going to want to rebel against that
3: yeah entirely I agree entirely yeah that's just uh not a good idea, but but anyway, so they're being all paranoid and stuff. So they snoop into, her they listen to Miss Kelly, and they snoop into her room and they read things that they really did not want to hear. Which is kind of exactly what they deserve.
4: That's exactly what I wrote. I said parents um, reading diary get what they deserve.
6: Well,
7: so. I was expecting them to read that. Um, what happened at the party?
6: Oh,
1: like oh, the second yeah. episode.
6: Yeah.
3: And <laughs> well, and well he was only home for keep in mind he was only home for an hour so they couldn't have possibly read the entire diary in that time right because he had to like if you're taking the show seriously you know and trying to put in a realistic yeah. light like there's no way that they would have had time to read the entire diary she must have been skimming through stuff oh i think she
1: have... started probably from the most recent back and was just kind of I think what um, whatever Lindsay had written was just one of the last things she had written, okay. and it was enough for Jane. It was disturbing enough that she was done.
4: And I think she was skimming. She was looking through it, looking for specific yeah. things, and she was searching
3: for Kim mostly.
2: I think. Yeah.
6: Yeah. yeah.
2: Or like any kind of like buzzwords that yeah. would like yeah. if you see like sex or right. drug <laughs> references. <laughs>
4: Right, I was surprised she wasn't skimming for Nick as well, but.
2: Um...
3: She probably wants but, yeah. to forget Nick ever exists after what she. <laughs> <did>. Yeah, since <laughs> since that's over, they just want to leave right. that behind. Um, but yeah, I I was a little put off by Mister Weir just so nonchalant about the entire thing. Like, at least Mister Weir felt kind of bad about it. Mister yeah. Weir's just like, <laughs> like when she uh reads the beginning out loud. The warning mm-hmm. that there's going to be a curse on them. He was just like, yeah. "Ooh, keep reading," <laughs> like yeah. so seriously. Well, that
1: was a that was a Count Floyd reference.
3: I don't Ooh, you scary. brought that up before, but I still yeah, don't know that was his
1: SCTV character. Oh yeah, and that was a right. total reference to him. He said that exact thing.
3: Really? Yeah. I like when shows do that. <laughs> um, so... I
7: seriously wondered if uh, Lindsay had just seen the wall when she wrote that most recent recent diary entry. <laughs>
1: well Would she be? had been hanging out a lot with Nick and his Pink Floyd and yeah. John Bonham <laughs> so probably
3: so we see we end up seeing you know Jean kind of taking that all to heart and they, they never no. bring up to her that they read the diary so they just no. kind of react their own ways and uh, Jean her her first idea is to make something new for dinner but the weir family Well, Lindsay
1: did specifically say they eat the same thing practically every night yeah. and that must have been the one that she took.
3: Yeah, really well also the, the heart. cleaning up after, like cleaning up the table. Having
1: the, the yeah.
3: saying that uh Mr. Weir never cleans up the table like his mm-hmm. said his penis would fall off if he <laughs> ever tried. Um so she makes some Cornish game hens and the Weir family just cannot handle this.
1: Okay, this made me <laughs> mad. <laughs> how is it going to hurt you to try that
3: I, it's just it's a little chicken. Small chicken yeah. <laughs> yeah, that I love so them they're awesome by the way they usually taste better than a big chicken
1: they are good and if my husband did that Heck... I would be so mad oh yeah mm-hmm.
6: that
3: was especially so in front of the kids that's the other thing like set an example for the kids because Sam was immediately like yeah I'm gonna go make myself a sandwich too you know uh, yeah. so like hey, that makes everybody look bad
4: and I have known, I have known various, um, I've known various women who had husbands like that, Yeah. who would act like that.
3: Oh, I believe it.
4: And, you know, I would hear stories from, you know, women I worked with, usually older women, whose husbands would do stuff like, you know, they didn't like oregano, so she made the mistake of. Having a sauce with oregano in it, and he threw the whole thing against the living room wall. Oh my god! Oh my god! You know, stuff like that, and just the fact that he would do something like it it was just so disrespectful of her, and just mean, and and what did I write here? Dad is a jerk about his food. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not exactly like Cornish game hen is exotic. Yeah, well, I guess it
3: is for them. I mean, they're so vanilla. Yeah.
4: I mean, It's not pot roast or meatloaf. But it's chicken. The word is right in the name.
3: Didn't he pick up a sweet potato later and go, yeah. like, what is this? <laughs> like, he had no idea what it was.
1: It was such a weirdly shaped sweet potato.
3: <laughs> it was. Like, you know they picked out the oddest one that they could yeah. possibly find.
1: Uh, they did. That is an affirmative from the commentary.
3: <laughs> it was
1: supposed to be a phallic reference.
3: Really? Well, that is very much
1: a phallic reference.
4: That person
3: that has that phallic situation is unfortunate.
4: (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I also almost felt like, oh, did she pick out that sweet potato because it looked exotic to
6: her? Probably. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah that's actually probably that would be her thought wouldn't it
6: yeah
1: oh a sweet like... potato would be exotic but, yeah. but
3: just the fact that she would pick the the oddest one uh, because she's feeling like she needs to do something unique
1: yeah
3: <laughs> poor you know? Jean really so she she ends up like you know breaking down and crying because she's ah
4: well <laughs> <laughs> said. <laughs> You don't need to react quite like that. No,
3: I do. I mean, have you not been on this podcast before? Apparently, every time I yell at my microphone for echoing, it stops echoing. Oh,
4: okay, sorry. That's how it works. I had forgotten.
3: <laughs> Come on, get in the get in the game here, Carol. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, so Mrs. Weir breaks down. She starts crying after uh, the sweet potato incident, and um, you know, Mr. Weir tells her that he loves her like pot roast.
1: And I think his speech is sweet, actually.
3: Yes, his speech is sweet. It it was he, and it was yeah. very simple. You know, yeah. he basically just tells her that he thinks about her no matter what he's doing.
1: And I bought his surprise at what she was coming out at him with. Mm-hmm. He was surprised. He's like, "I think about you all the time," you know. Yeah. And I lo- I do think of you as a pot roast because I like pot roast. Yeah, no, I love it's comfort pot food roast. to him.
4: <laughs> you know, and he loves pot. <laughs> oh. Not just likes it, loves it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> in his, own, in a, in their own way, it was very sweet.
3: I agree. He's a simple, basic man. When he says he loves a piece of meat, you know, he's <laughs> telling you he really loves this piece of meat. It's important to him. Just like she is. And, I mean, I liked it too. You know? That's what, exactly what she needed to hear at that point, that he thinks about her all the time. And yeah. he was being very honest. And like you said, he was just unaware of really how much this mattered to her until she broke down and cried about it. You know? Yeah. He's just kind of oblivious sometimes.
4: Yeah, I mean, he, he probably never even thought about what his words you know, were saying. I mean, the fact that I think people just don't realize sometimes you know, it's dinner, what's the big deal? Well, it's a big deal because you put thought into it and you want the extra mile, and you're trying to do, you know, whatever, and you want to be appreciated. Yep. It's a simple thought, but uh, people miss it sometimes.
3: Simple is important in romance. I think it is, <laughs> at least. There's really no reason to... Uh, you should always say what you... are th- I'm I'm a big proponent of saying what you're thinking and how you feel. I think people should always be able to connect in that way, you know? So, I don't know. But well, you I, can
4: say it nicely. <laughs>
3: yeah oh yeah i agree (laughs) you can sugarcoat things i'm not saying you can't Um, yeah
1: like his the fact that he owns a store and works there all day and he and their arrangement is that he doesn't clear the table he said that rudely he could have been nicer but i kind of agree with him i'm a stay-at-home mom my husband goes to school full-time and owns a business and i don't ask him to clean the table because i do it because that's my job Earlier in our marriage, I worked full-time, and he stayed home with Scout for the first year of her life. And, you know, we just do what works.
3: Yeah, you've got your own things that you're supposed to, like, you know, everybody's got to do something. Right, so, like, but
1: my if I asked my husband to clear the table, he would never answer me that rudely about it.
3: He'd, so, prob- he'd probably say yes, but be a little befuddled about it.
1: <laughs> right, Yes.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was rude about it, but like you said, the sentiment isn't necessarily inaccurate. It's just right. <clears throat> he, but he, yeah, he's oblivious. That's that's the whole thing. Like he just doesn't really <laughs> see people's. He's not noticing emotions so much. He's he's the typical dad from you know that time period. That that's always oh, yeah. there. They always have that kind of dad on TV shows from mm-hmm. like you know the eighties or the seventies, where it's just like he's. It's like lack of emotion. It's just like no external emotion, you know?
4: Well, he's very emotional actually. He's always getting all upset. I mean
3: she's I mean i meant, up
4: by Ted Bundy.
3: Well, I meant I mean <laughs> noticing emotion, not not performing emotion. But yeah, you're right. you're absolutely right. He yeah. gets worked up very easily.
4: He does. He does.
3: But you know what cures that?
4: Well, afternoon delight
3: afternoon delight yeah sexy time did, did wonders for them apparently the guy, yeah, and
1: you know Kim was off the hook even
3: yeah they didn't care about anything after that <laughs> they were just like we're good to go do whatever you <laughs> want kids
1: it's like they didn't even remember that they had banned Lindsay from Kim
3: <laughs> I think they probably remembered and just did not give a shit they were perfectly sure. content doing what they were doing <laughs> um for a long period of time also gotta say they came out after over an hour and then went right back in
1: that's right yeah
3: it's pretty badass (laughs) not gonna lie
4: the thing about kim too honestly i mean logically if you want to have kim have less of an influence on Lindsay, have her come over to your house as opposed to Lindsay being out doing whatever with her
3: true yeah that's that whole notion of would you rather if your kid's gonna do something wrong would you rather them do it in front of you so you can monitor them or would you rather them go do it away from you so you have no Mm -hmm. idea what's happening
6: yeah it's like when the first
3: time your kid's gonna drink alcohol would you rather be there so that you can make sure that they do it the correct way or would you rather them go get wasted at a frat party and have to get their stomach pumped later on?
4: Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, I actually have a personal story about that one.
3: <laughs> about getting your stomach pumped?
4: No, my, my son uh, decided to, when he was much, much younger, decided to try um, alcohol when I wasn't home at some point. And not knowing about it, he poured a great big glass of bourbon Mm. and drank the whole thing.
6: Mm.
4: And got very, um, did not feel very well at all. (laughs) (laughs) When he told me about it later, when he admitted what he had done, and he showed me how much he had poured into that glass, I was like, no! (laughs) (laughs) he didn't know he'd seen me drink glasses of wine so he thought this was the same
6: (laughs) did you know
1: he was drunk or did you just think he was sick
4: Uh, I did not know he was drunk I think he was asleep by the time I got home Uh, um, uh. for obvious reasons and then the (laughs) next day he was just still feeling he was hung over basically he was sick and I just thought he was sick but uh, then he he told me about it later Aww. How old was he? I don't, you know, I don't remember now. He was pretty, he was, he was probably, you know, 13 or 14 or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he decided, he swore off alcohol at that point.
3: Really? Aww. I wonder how that's going.
4: He, it's still going. It's still going. He doesn't, he,
3: So
6: you He, think.
4: he doesn't like <laughs> to, What? <laughs> Nothing <laughs> he doesn't like the flavor of uh anything except whiskeys and bourbons
3: and I'm, he des- I'm with him on that <laughs>
4: and, yeah. and he decided that uh that he wasn't going to indulge in that
3: so well that's that's a good state of mind to be in
4: yeah, he doesn't like wine and stuff so I don't
3: yeah. either i don't like it I don't like the taste of any alcohol really i mean i i kind of I could get down with some whiskey but i don't know people you know like the guys that are like hey i'm a tough guy and i love the taste of beer i'm just like you're such a liar get out of here (laughs) tastes like urine there's
4: a lot a lot of people love beer i mean almost everybody in my family loves beer i hate the taste of beer Beer my son doesn't like the taste of beer either
2: what do you think matt you like the taste of beer I am not a drinker. I just uh, it doesn't do it for me. I, I I don't really like the taste of really anything. It always tastes like something that should clean like varnish off a f- piece of furniture or something. Yeah. I just never found a something that worked for me.
3: Yeah, that's understandable. I don't I don't drink much either. Yeah, maybe once every couple months, I'll drink with a couple of my friends. You know, and it's mm. always the same thing. It's always Jack and Coke. It's the only thing that I could drink. <laughs> tastes okay. You know. Uh now actually, last time I got the honey Jack Daniels, which is like uh, twice as sweet, so it was like drinking candy. That I can handle, you know. <laughs> but I end up just falling asleep. Like I'm like your son, uh, but I fall asleep, you know, at age 28. <laughs> I'll have one drink and just pass out.
6: <laughs> yeah, I
4: I have a tendency to go straight from being like if I drink too much, I don't get drunk. I just go straight from being sober to being sick.
3: Yeah, same here. I yeah. wish that was not the case. I got to tell you, I wish I could drink with my friends. Like if I had the option, I would not want it's it's like I could have like 3 beers and be like I don't feel anything and then four, beer 4 happens and then I'm I'm asleep, literally just no other <laughs> options.
1: Yeah. That's funny. I'm a
5: Mormon, um, I'm useless in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seventeen. Wait. I should be useless in this conversation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but are you Um
5: I have been drunk exactly twice. Once um was on vacation over the summer and I ended up um just laughing a lot and then <laughs> vomiting on the beach. Mm. And that was then- me on purpose, that and then the second time was at my cousin's wedding in which I broke my phone, drunk dialed five of my friends <laughs> and then got an entire tub of Cool Whip dumped onto my face
3: oh. uh-huh. wow. so I mean that sounds awesome to me okay Katrin has had great stories today, I don't know <laughs> were, did, were, you on, were we recording before were, she cut off a piece of her finger a, little, a few days ago. <laughs> and I just found that fascinating.
4: So I think Asia yeah, I think is we're, the we're only one who hasn't told us.
7: I have nothing to tell. I don't drink much.
4: Good.
3: So, you know, we're all pretty. We're
4: generally not a drinking group here. Yeah,
3: it's interesting. <laughs> uh, let me just take a hit of this crack pipe real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's talk about um the nerds. Let's t- uh, the geeks. Let's off the
7: smoke first. <laughs>
3: All right, let's talk about the geeks. <laughs> um so I found it awesome that the only person that did not get chosen um or the the last person to get chosen for the baseball team besides the four geeks. I'm including Gordon Crisp in this. Was Alan the bully?
4: Mm-hmm. Right. So was?
3: He's, he's looked at just the same as them. You which know, is from what we. Other kids.
4: Which is kind of what we thought right from the beginning.
3: Yes, that's true. You know what I noticed in this episode that I feel like a lot of our philosophies about the characters just got check marks on them. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like with Kim Kelly, also it's the same type of thing where, like, you know, we. No, like, we knew that she had, like, this front where she was trying to be, like, the cool, like, I don't give a crap about anything type of person. But, like, this episode solidified it, you know? Like, Daniel even had a conversation with Lindsay yeah. about it, which we'll talk about later. But, yeah, yeah. I, I felt like they did that a lot in this episode.
4: Yeah. I agree.
3: And Alan was, like, super happy when he got picked, too. Like, fifth to last. He was like, yes, I didn't get picked after Gordon, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And Bill was last, of course. So what would you guys think of Bill's storyline for this episode? This was my favorite part of the episode. Spoilers.
7: I thought what do I was... we think of what?
3: Uh, Bill's story arc for this episode.
0: Oh.
3: Um, I kind
5: of get where he's coming from. Like, it would suck to always be picked last. But I have to kind of agree with um Sam, who's like, wait you want us to actually play baseball like personally (laughs) I really enjoy just you know standing in the back and never doing anything in PE because if I try to do things I guarantee you I will either hurt myself, embarrass myself or some combination thereof
3: so you think Bill put the other two in a situation that they didn't necessarily want to be in
5: yeah
4: kinda
7: yeah I think they wanted to be in there. but They just didn't want to make like a fuss about it because when he picks them, when he's like in charge, like they're like they're all so happy and like yes,
3: yeah, they did get really into it.
7: Yeah.
4: Well, they, but they were happy. Well, Neil was happy to be playing, but um, they were happy just not to be being picked last.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: I think you know was what they were most happy about. Then later, Neil was happy about being catcher.
3: Yeah, Neil had a great time as catcher. He just like cracking jokes. Yeah, he was just talking. Yeah. Shit.
6: Yeah.
4: I I liked this the Bill storyline because it was um. Kinda I liked how proactive he was.
3: Yeah. What going out and making prank calls?
4: <laughs> well, where eventually he came around to actually telling the coach. You know, I mean, first he tried to tell him by pretending to be a father. What was that about? What happened in that? I literally have a thing with Gordon and the baseball, and what happened with that?
3: Okay, so what he was doing was he was trying to, he was acting like Gordon's dad, saying that Gordon wanted to play baseball, like he wanted to not be picked last, he wanted to get a chance to play, in the hopes that if Gordon was given that chance, that the other kids that haven't been given that chance yet would also get that chance, as Gordon did but it backfired in that only Gordon ended up getting the chance.
4: Yeah, he looked so surprised when Gordon was called on, and I couldn't figure out why he didn't, if he was going to play that, why didn't he just pretend to be his own father?
3: Yeah, I... He
7: probably wants to hide his identity. Yeah,
3: exactly. I think he was trying to keep his, his name out of it entirely.
1: I'm thinking he thought that Gordon... Would be on board with it, and then call Bill, kind of like what Bill did. What do you mean? <laughs> um, when when Bill was allowed to be captain, he called all the geeks first. Right. Yeah, so but I, it's, I think well, in his head, maybe that's what he thought Gordon would do.
3: Oh well, did, but Gordon didn't have the chance to pick the teams. He just got chosen by one of the teams. Oh yeah, the yes. coach
1: just. You're right. On to
3: the team. So, you know what I found funny?
1: It was bad logic. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he he thought about it, but he didn't think it through all the way, I think.
6: Yeah.
3: Yes. Um, I found it pretty amusing that his prank call, his first one to Fredericks, where he just kept calling him a turd and a poop head and stuff like that, she... like, legitimately got Fredericks upset. <laughs> like, he looked really bummed out about it. When he hung up the the phone really slowly and was like, "Huh, like maybe I am a poophead," you know, like I don't know what was really he got he got really mad about it. I didn't expect that. I expected him to just kind of like you know kind of let it go, like whatever.
2: Maybe he would have if it was like had some actual profanity in it and not just. This weird, this weird <laughs> string of insults that like a first grader would use. <laughs> it was so bad. You know, like it, it would catch you off guard versus you know the usual arsenal a high schooler would use. Yeah.
1: Which, in case you guys were wondering, that was scripted word for word. <laughs> really? That wasn't. Yeah, that wasn't him. Like just ad libbing.
3: I mean, that's. That was- that's awesome. These writers are so good at <laughs> at trying to make someone look ridiculous.
4: He delivered it really well, too. Oh,
3: yeah. It was great. Delivered it really well. Bill's fantastic. On this watch,
2: he's been my favorite character. Uh, it, at it, least out of the nerds. Geeks. It, is an, it, it is an interesting arc for him in this episode. Because of the three main geeks, Bill is the one who is generally content with where he is. Most of the time, whereas you know Sam and Neil, they always want to be like in the in crowd, and they think that they have a shot when they don't. Yeah. Whereas Bill, you know, he's just kind of okay with you know being the nerd, kind of sitting at the table with the misfits. But this time, he's he wants to be included in what's going on. He has an interest in uh, in baseball, and certainly the pick last thing is one of those tropes from high school stuff that uh, I guess they they use to uh, illustrate this point
3: oh and it, it it's an accurate trope I'll tell you what when I was in middle school I mean in high school it wasn't so much like that but like in middle school I mean that's what it was all about that for like my friends and I like you did not want to get chosen last trust me that was a bad sign
4: yeah that was always well yeah I mean I remember that from grade school
6: Yeah, I'd say
3: all the way up until eighth grade, I felt like that was a something that we had to watch out for. Mm -hmm. High school, I feel like people in gym, people just didn't care anymore, (laughs) so like it didn't matter. Like nobody paid attention in gym in my school. I literally used to just not go some days. Don't listen to me, people. Go to gym class.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I did feel for him. Um, I I liked his little speech about how do they know I'm not. Good. They never give me a chance, you know. Yeah. 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 Kind of felt for him.
3: Yeah, me too. Yeah. I wonder, like, if he's, but his friends didn't seem to be like too totally aware of his interest in baseball. So I wonder if he's like, ever actually played. You know what I mean? Or maybe you know, just out of,
1: of... Oh, yeah, right. out of the three of them, he seems to be the most like, of the the sort of nerd that's like, uncoordinated and allergenic and you know the most fragile (laughs) and the least likely to be that way
4: and yet he caught that ball
3: yeah he made a beautiful play it was it was a very nice play although looking at it from a baseball standpoint the left fielder should have been catching that ball the shortstop didn't need to run all the way out there and get that but that that's besides the point he did very well good job bill golf clap
1: he just doesn't understand baseball, though. Obviously, he didn't know he had to. He didn't even know he had to throw the.
3: Oh yeah, ball <laughs> yeah it to was, the uh, base, which you was, know, my seven-year-old. It was the first <laughs> out of the first inning, and they were just they broke out in celebration immediately. Like yeah, yeah we got one out. Only twenty-six more.
7: <laughs> that remind the reminded me so much of the little league episode from Bob's Burgers.
3: Uh, I don't I don't remember it.
7: When Jean um, joins Little League, and they get the Prince of Persuasion to coach him...
3: I must have somehow missed that episode. Oh,
7: it's really I'm not that bad. far
3: in. I've watched the show twice, I don't know how I missed that, that episode, but... I, have. I only
1: watched it once, and honestly... It's the one I, where, where Tina... Alone, ...didn't like it.
3: I like it. It's cute. Yeah.
7: It's the one where Tina gets obsessed about espresso
3: nope right. still not ringing a bell <clears throat> i've never watched the show so you guys should give it a chance if you haven't i mean i don't I, it's probably not for everybody as as M stated but it's pretty for me it's like the perfect background show like I, i'll put it on in the background while i'm like you know writing or something like that
7: i remember a couple of months ago you said you didn't like it
3: i did not like it originally but then, oh, well, I, then I started maybe throwing I should it.
1: give it more of a shot. Yeah,
3: well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that, I, that's why I, I started throwing it on the background, and I, like, you know how like you'll put a show on in the background, and you're like, I don't really care about this, so I'll throw it on the background. And then, like, four episodes later, you find that you're not doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing. You're just watching the show. That's mm-hmm. basically what happened with me with that show. <laughs> now I like it. Now, like, I'm, you know, it was on an hour and a half ago. I will watch it tomorrow. Um, so, what would you guys think of Mr. Frederick's reaction to uh, to the prank calls and getting all the kids to to <laughs> recite the scripts?
2: Uh, was just great. Just get flashes of uh, the Usual Suspects lineup scene. Never seen. Nobody, yeah. N- nobody is Okay.
4: Yeah, I <laughs> I saw Usual Suspects. I'm just trying to remember it.
2: It's like the scene where I think it's the first scene where all five of those guys are in. The same room, they're in the lineup.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah.
2: they uh, they all have to yeah. do like the line, yeah, and to try to figure out who it is, and it's all part of the scheme, and blah 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 blah. It's one of the more famous scenes from the movie. I'm sure you yeah, can check it out on YouTube.
1: Yeah, the similar things have happened in other movies and TV shows. Oh or... yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. I had all kinds of flashes of all different shows yeah. and stuff during that. I mean, obviously, <laughs> it's not if you're upset about it to not just advertise what was said to every player on every kid in your gym class is kind of um defeats the purpose in some ways i mean you're giving that person a chance to say it to every
3: you know over and over and over again (laughs)
4: have every kid say it to you
3: it's made public at that point yeah
4: i mean in in the worst
1: possible way. <laughs> he opened himself to ridicule, you mean?
3: Oh yeah. yeah. but he didn't seem to really like I don't First of all, he remembered it word for word, which means that right? it really really got under his skin. <laughs> right. He must have been really upset about that. And then to do this, I mean, that th- it must have like <laughs> Bill must have hit a nerve with one of those
4: I mean, phrases have, he used. To have a, the kids not just get the chance to read it to themselves, but to actually say it at you. <laughs> yeah.
3: I would love to have been in that gym class and been able to say that. You
6: know,
3: Let's talk about the rea- the, the ways that these kids handle this, by the way. Okay, so we got... Let, for, first of all, there's Random Jock Kid, who's just like, wow, man, that's really harsh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty funny. Was just like Old teacher's pet guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so, Neil is basically turning it into a one-man show. Right. And he's reading it like William Shatner, and then he's adding in his own lines. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got, uh, Alan who just laughs hysterically the I think his time. is my favorite. Me too. I loved... <laughs> like, he tried reading it, but then he just kept laughing and laughing, and then it cut away from him, and then it came back to him, and he was still laughing. Fantastic. Um, Sam just read it. You know, just like Sam would with his nervous twitch. <laughs> and Bill did everything he could not to lower his voice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's like, sniff? Sniff!
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, like he
1: was trying to make something. Like all he doesn't even it. know what it means, like <laughs> yeah. or what word it was.
6: Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, but Frederick's new. He could tell, which is k- impressive, I've got to say, because Bill is not the easiest person to read. You know, he's got, like, the same type of facial expression on most of the time, and it's hard to get into his head. But Fredericks knew. He knew. He could tell. So, what did you think of Fredericks' reaction once Bill actually told him what was going on in his head?
4: I liked it. I, I was glad they went that direction.
1: Yeah, it's another... Coach Fredericks has been shown a few times to actually be a genuinely good guy. He's yeah. got some
3: compassion in him.
1: Yeah, yes. with Sam in the uh, porno episode. Right.
4: right. Yeah. yeah he. True. I mean, he seems like a jerk a lot of the times, but give him a chance, and you actually point out. Now I'm. I'm.
3: Uh, echoing. Echoing.
4: No. No. All right. I'll. I'll just say this, and then I'll stop talking. Um... He's, when he, when, ah, I keep hearing the echo and it's driving me crazy.
3: Get off of Facebook, Carol.
4: I'm not on Facebook.
3: You on Twitter? You being social?
4: No. I'm looking <laughs> okay. straight at four little pictures here. You and Emily and every Anyway. It's fixed. Um, so the, uh, when, when the problems are pointed out to him. He really does seem to care and really does try and help. Mm-hmm. It's just he's clueless most of the time.
3: Mm-hmm. I agree. I find that I quite enjoy Coach Fredericks, actually.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: <clears throat> so, and, and then he lets Bill pick the teams next time. Yeah.
6: Yeah.
3: Which, and I also noticed that when he was watching the kids get chosen. And watching their happy reactions, he also seemed happy about it as well. Especially when uh, Bill made that catch, they showed Coach Fredericks, and he was, like, laughing and having a good time. And I was like, alright, that's good.
1: Mm -hmm." Well, you know, this is gym class. It's not, like, the big game. Yeah,
3: well, exactly. Against the
1: rival school. It's a.
3: This, it yeah, should, this it shouldn't class. ever be like that. Like, they were right. Like, Bill was absolutely right, in my opinion. I mean... Oh, yeah. The the best jocks shouldn't be picking the teams every time. Like, they have their team. Go beyond the team, you know? But in gym class, everybody should be on equal footing.
1: Right. It seems like the purpose is for the kids to learn something and get some exercise, right? Mm-hmm. That's exactly. what it's
6: supposed to
3: be. Yeah, so I, I, I liked, I liked yeah. seeing this other side of Bill. I liked the idea that he's interested in sports... Um it's he's not being you know shown as the t- the he's got layers, more layers are being mm-hmm. introduced and I always think that mm-hmm. I always appreciate that.
6: Yeah.
3: All right, anything else to say about Bill's thing before we talk about Lindsay? No. no. Okay, so let's talk about Lindsay. So, we kind of covered what is going on with the Weirs and Kim Kelly, but let's talk about, like, how she's... In the beginning, she kind of is being ignored by uh, Nick, you know, which I thought was really different than the last time we saw them together. Yeah. I was
4: actually trying to remember what... Because it's been a while. Yeah. I was trying to remember where we left off on Nick and Lindsay.
3: Well, they broke up in the last episode, right? Yep.
4: Yeah, but how? I don't remember.
3: Through the mirror. Their mom Mo- mommy up did for it. Her. Huh? Mommy did it. <laughs> Mrs. Weird broke up with Nick.
1: Oh right. And then Nick yeah. broke up. with Yeah. And her then team. yeah, Nick made it seem like he was breaking up with her. But he to they save a little face.
3: It, yeah, and they played it cool, like. Right. Like we okay, we'll be able to be cool in the future. But then Nick was like totally just had- wanted nothing to do with Lindsay in this episode.
1: Yeah, would you call what he did in this episode playing it cool?
3: No. Well, I mean, he needed some space. <laughs> like, I understand it. Yeah, but he was a jerk about it. Like... He was like, "Can you guys stop talking? Class is about to start. As if oh my Nick gosh, has ever my cared favorite. that class was about to start. I
1: think that was hilarious.
6: <laughs> it
1: was so obvious. It was funny.
3: Yeah, he's not good at being subtle either. <laughs>
4: Did anybody else notice how skinny he was in the uh, lunchroom scene?
1: They did did on the commentary. They said that he kept losing weight, and they were trying to add like candy. They wanted these kids because back in that era, that was just never an issue, and kids were not super thin. And so, they really, especially like the girls and stuff, they did not want them losing weight, and so and nick was doing it the girls weren't but he was anyway they were trying to pad the craft card with you know
4: it junk food it seemed like he actually was heavier later in the episode than he was in that scene in the lunchroom i was wondering whether that was filmed later or something because i didn't catch anything it just it just struck me when he was he was, I guess he was wearing tight shirt and stuff but it just he just looked suddenly he looked really thin
3: at the end of the episode he just ate a bunch of fruit snacks for roll yeah. and he was he was <laughs> <disappointed>. <laughs> that's probably yeah,
1: yeah he you weren't the only one that noticed it you are not um, you are not it's not your imagination okay he was getting thinner yeah
3: and that's like all that's, he didn't really have much else to do in this episode either him and Daniel were barely in this episode ken was not in this episode at all once again
1: another no ken
3: yeah um it was very there's... light on the freaks yeah this fre- week. yeah exactly freaks just not being showcased i mean uh i really enjoyed the one scene that daniel was focused on in though me um, too yeah i thought that that was probably my favorite scene of the episode um
7: one scene i thought he was in a couple
3: well he might he was in a couple, but there was one where it was just him and Kim walking outside yeah, and yeah. uh Kim was talking about how she was pissed off at Lindsay for not defending her and uh Daniel kinda stuck up for the weirs and just like just explain rationalize the mentality from their point of view, and he was being very logical and reasonable about it, you know and i it's not really the sort of thing that you see Daniel do that often, but I I really like the things that he had to say. It was, I don't want to say out of character, it was in character, but like the better side of his character.
1: Yeah, maybe just a neat window into him we didn't know about. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and like, it was also another example of how he's able to, he's like the one person that's able to kind of chill Kim out a little bit.
1: Mm. Yeah, know? good point.
3: So, but that's like that's like all we saw, and then Nick was just in those two scenes—the the that first one that we talked about before, and then the one where he left the lunchroom when Lindsay walked in, <laughs> and so well, this, did Kim.
4: This episode was really more Bill and uh, the We're parents episode.
3: Yeah. 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 yeah.
4: Than it was about the kids. <laughs>
3: yeah, after I said go back, let's go back and talk about Lindsay. I was looking over my notes, and I was like, "Why me?" This is not that much happened with her. Like she, she, she yeah. had the the whole thing with Kim, I guess. But that was more, like
2: you said, a weird parent storyline. Yeah, yeah.
6: But maybe it the, was.
2: Go ahead. So, uh, sorry. Maybe this episode was maybe written to um, address ca- uh, characters they maybe felt they underserved yeah. up to this point.
3: Yeah, that makes sense. I think that they did I think that they did good um if that's what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. I think that uh Kim got some nice focus. I, I think that they didn't do anything wrong with any of the characters. But I got to be honest, um this episode was it was a little bit I feel like it didn't give us as much as most of the other episodes give us. Mhm. Yeah, I would agree with that. Kind of floundered along a little bit in my opinion I, I i mean maybe it's just me because i like the freaks a lot you know and i i wanted to see more out of them and the little bit that we did get out of daniel i really liked i, don't, I miss ken he's not in enough episodes i can't believe how many episodes he's not in like yeah. i know i say this every time but i i just feel like i remember him being in every episode and he's in <laughs> like none of them it's amazing
4: and you know it's kind of ironic that he's not in this one cause... I don't know about you guys, but Matt's voice sounds a lot like Ken. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Matt, uh, Matt or guests? Yeah. Speak, I've Matt. I've
2: heard I've heard I sound like a young Jeff Bridges, but I guess now can Oh, I have hear no, I Logan hear the
3: I hear Jeff Bridges more than I hear Ken. Definitely. Would now that you say Fred? that, I don't I laugh like
2: him, lot. that's for sure.
1: I hear <laughs> more Ken than Jeff Bridges, but I can see. Oh, I, I'm so glad you don't laugh like him. <laughs> I Aww. almost can't watch Seth Rogen interviews because of his laugh I love
7: his laugh yeah, I, <laughs> I, think I think stand it
4: really, <laughs> I yeah, it. I, it bothers me a little bit but I can. I just kind of turn it off but uh, no Matt I wasn't meaning Matt's laugh just Matt's voice
3: did any of you guys see the, the movie with uh, Seth Rogen and James Franco and, and Jason Segel and all them that came out last year this end is, of yeah. the, world yeah. the end of the world one yeah it was hilarious no.
1: No, I didn't.
3: It was so funny, but, like, one of the first things that happens in the movie is that a fil- uh, a reporter sees Seth Rogen walking in the airport, and he goes, Hey, Seth, can you laugh for us? It's, just, <laughs> it's like, that was, like, they they made fun of themselves the entire time. You guys should see that movie. It's I've heard. It's a meta. Okay. Um. Anyway, yeah, so, I mean, you know, the that's that's pretty much all I got here, you know? Well, you know
1: what? I'd like to be a little contradictory. I feel like we got a huge window into Kim. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does I... anyone else agree? Yeah,
2: yeah. it, it kind of feels like maybe although well, the episode got shelved, it's it kind of addresses a lot of the stuff that the Kim Kelly episode deals with. I guess maybe in a more palatable way for, for network stuff and the friendship that as formed between Lindsay and Kim, as troubled as it can be from time to time, uh, it, it, they really get into it in this episode. Mm-hmm. And, and they do a pretty good job with it, I would say.
1: I do too. I think Kim mm-hmm. really was seriously hurt. That Oh, yeah. And more than we would have ever thought, that it hurt her very much, that the Lindsay's parents didn't like her. mm mm-hmm. She yeah, handled it fairly bad, but I guess she handled it, you know the way a high school girl
3: might. But do you don't no offense she was... Caitlin. <laughs>
1: you don't seem like you seem mature.
3: Katrin is totally different than every other yes. high school kid I've ever spoken to. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh she's got I feel like uh Catrin knows more, understands more than most high school kids. True. True.
5: Um, I do have a podcast, so I think that sets me apart.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> and a great one at that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, no, I don't disagree with you, Em. I think you're absolutely right about that stuff. I, yeah, uh,
4: I should have I should have said Bill, the weird Parents, and Kim.
3: Yeah, yeah. but and like there... when you really go back through it, like Kim, she's got a storyline. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but it's she's not focused on that much in this episode. Like she's got. She's just upset... She's upset from the beginning. You know, she has the scene where she's upset at Lindsay... And then she talks to Daniel... And then she gets invited over to the Weir's house... And that kind of solves the problem.
4: Well, because when she's invited over to the Weir's house... Lindsay is... Making a statement to her.
3: Oh, I know. I just... And I think that was... That was... I, I, I mentioned that when Lindsay... I mentioned on my notes that when Lindsay invites Kim over to her house... She does it in a, like, a way where she's not, she's trying, she's intentionally trying not to belittle Kim. Like, she doesn't smile once the entire time that she's doing this. Like, I don't know why I noticed this so much, but she, she's, she, when she asks him if she wants to come over, she keeps, like, a frown on her face the whole time. And I think that she's doing that intentionally as to not seem like she's being, um, because Kim is so sensitive. She doesn't want to seem like she's better than her or happier than her or anything like that. So, by being like having that frown on her face, which Kim is going to have also because she's pissed off, I feel like she felt like that she could relate to Kim better by speaking to her like that, and it actually worked. I don't know if anybody else felt that way or if I'm yeah. making any sense, but that's. And
1: before, and you know, the first few episodes through the Halloween one, knowing that Kim was actually sensitive, we'd be very surprised. See but I I don't But it doesn't seem out of character either. I don't
3: think I was surprised though. That's what I was saying before like I think I felt like she's like too she she's obviously trying to be badass like throughout the first eight episodes of this. But then again, we have Mike See the thing is I it's hard to separate like what I would think about Kim without the Kim Kelly is my friend episode. Because that shows mm-hmm. so much about her life. To ignore that completely, it's almost like, well, what do we know about Kim then? Like, I can't even remember. You know? Right, There's...
1: she tipped over Lindsay's purse upon meeting her, you know.
3: Uh,
1: yeah, man. I mean, from the beginning, she's been very emotional.
3: Um, but has she shown any signs of being sensitive until now, aside from that? Sensitive episode?
4: towards being hurt, yeah. yeah. She, you know, I mean, she got upset with uh, with Daniel or, you know, things that he's said and, and done and and has been and was very kind of protective of her place with um with Lindsay when Lindsay was trying to come into the group. Um you know, she's she's definitely there's she's been screaming insecurity
3: mm-hmm. from day one. See that's what that's what I felt. And I just felt like this was yeah. this episode was like i said before a check mark on yeah. the philosophy of she's yeah. insecure and sensitive and this episode was like okay now we're gonna say it out loud to you
1: yeah hey and you know she nailed kerouac from a literary standpoint
3: i <laughs> love that scene by the way i, I thought do that was too. awesome that was like the best thing Lindsay's so smart she really is like, she is and she knows she's really good at being like I don't know, like... T- Feeding she's,
2: them she, at their own game.
3: Yes, yes. And, like, and yeah, exactly. She used actual facts and ideal and ideas from, like, you know, another famous person that the teacher respected in order to back up her statement, which backed up Kim's statement.
2: Yeah, yeah because, like, so many teachers, probably, hear like, English teachers, they assign books, and the kids are just like, oh, this book is boring, and that, that critique just means nothing to them. Right. But with Lindsay's critique, it's all backed up with stuff, and it's very thoughtful. Maybe a little bit more thoughtful than somebody in, at her age would have, but who Yeah, knows. pulling
1: but out it, a Truman Capote
2: <laughs> yeah.
6: You
1: know, reference. Yeah, but the thing is that,
4: just to add to that, I mean, here she's saying this, but does she actually believe it? Because at the very beginning... She seemed pretty stoked about on the
3: road. No, I don't think she believed it at all. I think I she don't just, think she
1: believes she, it. Yeah, she just had Kim's back.
3: Yeah, by exactly.
1: Being able exactly. to reference.
3: She she just yeah. pulled out some law like she could. was how lawyers work? They don't have to believe in what they they're saying. They just have to have the facts. You know.
1: Wasn't she
4: part of the debating club? Um, I don't know.
3: Was she? I don't remember. An
1: athlete, as far as I know.
4: I know she was a mathlete. I thought she was debating too, but maybe not.
3: She'd be good at it. She should be.
1: Oh well, my favorite thing Kim said was about if you know if I would have turned this in. You know.
6: Oh yeah. I don't
3: yeah. remember
1: quite how she said it, but yeah, it's like you would have, you know, failed me.
3: Yeah. Failed me. Yeah. I don't no, know if you
1: guys I, have read Kerouac. I'm
4: sure I have some not,
3: have. but I can tell you right now that it's boring because reading is boring.
4: <laughs> reading is not boring. Reading is, reading is not boring. So boring. Reading is wonderful.
2: Ooh.
3: <laughs> Are you booing me or reading? Cause... I'm,
2: I'm booing saying reading is boring.
3: <laughs> I um, I don't like reading. Yet I have a website where I write all the time. I love writing, hate reading. I can't explain it.
1: Well, Kerouac's definitely not boring, but he is rambly. He was definitely on drugs, and a lot of them.
3: Rambly Rich may
4: not have, found the right, you might not have found the right writers yet.
3: The right writers, yeah, for you. What do you mean? Oh, for to read. To read. Perhaps I really like that book, Ender's Game. Good, okay. Good book. Good book. It's probably the only book I've ever read.
4: My we'll husband talk. doesn't read. We'll talk later. All right. Whether you want
3: to or not. If they do, if they could just make like Buffy books, I would read all of those. I swear. Didn't they
1: make like comics? They do.
3: No, not those. Oh, no, not there, the non-canonical and not the graphic novels. I want a book about a story that happens between seasons 3 and 4. That's what I want to read. And fiction.
4: Some
7: more canonical.
4: There's some great there's some great science fiction out there that's not Buffy, but there's some great science fiction out there and maybe that's where you should <coughs> be, you know. Fan I fiction really, i gotta tell you i
3: don't fan really, fiction i don't get into fan fi- i can't get into fan fiction i i
4: i can't read fanfic. fan fiction
5: i fan can't fi- not read fan, fan fiction
3: <laughs> <the Pandora's box. laughs>
5: i'm reading fan fiction right now
4: I... you're on a poet <laughs> podcast
1: right now stop that put that down <laughs> mm. i've never read fan fiction and i don't believe i will
4: yeah i i think i've read a paragraph here or there and the, i just couldn't I couldn't. Among other things it's if it's good it's going to be distracting from the original story and if it's bad it just embarrasses me, so I can't do it.
3: <laughs> mm. Understood. Alright, so I mean I'm I'm out. Uh I have a couple of random tidbits that I wanted to just throw out there though. Uh you know how we were talking about how Lindsay's parents are like it's kind of a little different in her situation because she was so good before? So now they're a little more paranoid. They actually mentioned in this episode they 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 had a callback to the cheating episode, and mm-hmm. if you recall, the cheating yeah. episode kind of ended on, on a cliffhanger a little bit, which yeah. was like never followed up on. They were just like laughing and then ended.
6: Yeah. Well, they mm-hmm. brought up
3: the fact that like you know Lindsay lied about it,
6: mm-hmm. so
3: like they were very clear about how that ended up. So they know that Lindsay helped Daniel cheat and then lied to them about it. So they yeah. are starting to get like a. Somewhat of a reason to not trust her. True. And also, I just read something else I wanted to throw out there, which I can't find anymore. Oh, yeah, Mr. Schreiber showed up for a couple minutes. He did. Neil's oh, dad. Okay,
1: you guys had to recognize this guy. Oh, right, Dr. Schreiber.
3: Yes, Dr. Sorry. Sorry, it was not proper. Dr. Schreiber. Shame on you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he, and he was okay with prank calls. Was that the first time we've met Dr. Schreiber? Yep. Yes.
1: Maybe? Yeah. Did you guys recognize this guy?
3: No. Oh, he's yeah. in a bunch of stuff. Kinda.
1: He Sam was like. Uh, yeah, he was, um. Well, he was in another Coen Brothers movie, Raisin Arizona. That's
3: yeah,
2: he's a, one, that's one of those character actors. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Oh, he that's...
1: was also Chandler's, um.
2: Box slapping boss. Yeah, 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 yes, yes. <laughs> that's who he is. <laughs>
3: Clear. Bing. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Maybe, hey, I didn't
4: rec- maybe I didn't recognize these people because I watched it on an iPad, so they were very small.
3: Yeah. Could be small,
4: small little faces. Um, when they when he started when he was about to start talking about prank calls, I must admit, part of me was just like, oh no, because. So many times when they start uh, the adults talking to the kids, they will overshare, and it'll be you know like some horrible oversharing story. Mm. And this time
3: it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was, I didn't even understand the joke. I got to tell you, yeah. I, it was lame, dumb?
6: prank or calling, was stupid. Was it, it? Was it not funny?
4: <laughs> it. It wasn't funny. But I got it. It was just, yeah.
3: Um, didn't really seem like a, a prank to me. It seemed like somebody calling and leaving messages and then somebody asking for their messages.
4: No, they didn't they wouldn't leave messages. They'd ask for the guy. They'd keep
1: asking. It was him. almost like these people had become um, this guy's um
2: secretary or something.
1: Yeah. It's not funny.
2: Yeah, it's not funny. <laughs> <The> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's, it's it funny. is one of those uh it's like the you know, Prince Albert and a can kind of, Albert in a can. yeah. Those cliche prank phone, uh, prank phone call jokes that yes. you hear a million times, quote unquote, yeah. the classics. Yeah.
3: All right, I'm out. anybody want to talk about anything else before we get into feedback?
1: I I have a few things.
3: Go. Oh, go, and go. You,
1: I'll just talk about their apartment a little bit. They worked really hard to get the Schreiber's house to look different than anybody else's house we've seen.
3: I think it definitely did. Yeah,
1: just the white leather furniture, a little much more modern. Looking.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it had to do with I don't. They were really playing them up as Jewish. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little flashier, I guess. I don't know. It was just
3: it was modern. It yeah. looked
2: modern.
1: Yeah, it just it set them white, apart a little. Was white. trying to set them apart a little bit.
2: For, yeah, and, and least, then, they, then they showed Bill with the hole in the sock. So it's like. You get that? Yes. That yes. horrifying sock.
1: We yes. don't know about Bill's whole life yet.
2: Nope. No, we don't. I don't think so.
6: Nope.
2: I can't wait to get into that. Why I'm being quiet for some of these things? Yeah. <laughs> it's a decent introduction of uh, of Neil's dad. I'll say that. But
1: yeah, and it was actually crafted, which we can't really talk about.
2: Yeah, I can't. I can't get into any more detail about that, but
3: I can't either. But you know what? Watching it, I noticed. Did you what you're talking about? Like, I yeah, was, you do, you, yeah, you you I never catch. noticed that before. Huh?
2: You definitely catch little things. Like, yeah, kind of you can see knowing where stuff goes. Yeah,
3: yeah. I, like, if you're watching it for the first time, like these guys are, no idea what we're talking about. As they don't yeah. right now. They're like, what are these idiots talking about? But no, <laughs> yeah, we're talking guys about something, annoying. guys. Well, obviously They're all aliens.
4: again
1: later.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like that he came home to change his shirt because sometimes root canals make him sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> what is that?
3: I don't know. All right, what what else you got, Em?
1: Um this episode was originally going to be about Lindsay having a kleptomania problem. Which really? It's so weird to me. I don't
3: no, I'm that super sounds glad that
1: terrible. It I'm so sounds glad like they did Yes, They're
6: gonna yes, pull a exactly. palm
1: Yes yeah, pull totally a palm pull olive. a palm olive. <laughs> and I just it it sounds so out of character. I'm so glad they changed it.
3: Yes, uh, definitely. Well I, yeah. I could see them have like if they put the, the time and effort into it to make it a real storyline where it wasn't just a one episode thing and it was happening over the course of like, I don't know, five or six episodes. I could see it making sense, like Dawn? You
1: know? it didn't make sense with Dawn. <laughs>
3: uh, just, I don't know. I kind of disagree there. Mm. I think it made sense for Dawn. She was just trying to get noticed because she was. I like, guess so. Because like post being a key, nobody, the writers didn't give a shit about her anymore. So like, they were acting like nobody gave a shit about her anymore, and she was feeling it. I don't know. Fuck I Dawn. suppose.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, okay. Um, the scene with the baseball, the first one with the uh, No Language in Our Lungs uh, by Ecstasy, that is Apatow's favorite musical sequence of the entire show. And it was first going to be Roy Orbison's Only the Lonely. Uh-huh. I don't know if they couldn't get the rights or whatever they did, but they switched it at the last minute and were just really happy with it. Mm.
2: My I think that one. Was, oh, sorry. No, I have no, to imagine ahead. the Only the Lonely being. Pretty expensive
6: because it's a yeah I can yes XTC is not as not as well known
2: and I don't know if that song was a hit or anything but only the lonely that that song was a hit right oh
1: yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. big time
2: definitely yeah I don't and think there's a,
3: any go ahead the, sorry I was just gonna say I don't think there's any musical sequence in the show that I'll ever like more than the one from the pilot the one where they're walking down the street going to oh yeah that's Alan. a great one. Which one? The one, the one where they're going walking down the street when they're oh. getting ready to fight Alan.
1: Yeah, that like the
3: four of them.
2: renegade.
3: Yeah, renegade. I love
1: that. Um, yeah. Let's see. Oh, and then they chose the theme song from Rocky for the second baseball, which just changed everything. It was great. I thought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that was a one pop culture reference, I guess. Yeah. That was um. My
4: two cup Pop culture references I found in this.
1: Oh, I should. I had a couple. Oh, there. You heard uh, the difference. Was the difference? Different we'll strokes. That later. <laughs> it was different strokes. Uh, okay, so the scene that while Bill and Gordon are in the outfield, the first time, well, I guess there's only one time they're in the outfield. Um, Judd Apatow was just over a little bit at the tennis courts for wherever they were, and he and a studio exec were yelling at each other. So this was going on during the filming oh, off camera because the exec had just come to the set to tell them that they were ordering one episode more instead of, you know, like a back nine episodes, you know. Um, and they had just moved the show at this point to Saturday night. Anyway, they really got into it. And Saturday
3: night. Eat. That is awful.
1: Yeah. And he, they really got into it, and he made the studio exec cry.
2: <laughs> I thought the show was always on Saturday, or they moved it to a, like Monday or something. But they kept, like, because I watched it when it was on the air. But they they kept preempting it for like Dateline all the time. Yeah, yeah, and there the was a plane was
1: crash bad. too. One of these episodes before this, there was a big plane crash, and so one of the episodes didn't even air. Half, with half of the country because apparently a plane had gone into the ocean and during when Freaks and Geeks should have aired, they like played a camera just staring at the ocean where the plane went down and there was nothing to see.
6: Was that for hmm. JFK Jr.?
1: No, but someone asked and it wasn't. It was something else. But yeah, the it JFK... was around that time. What, what year was this again?
6: Ooh, this was early 2000 2000?
2: and... For some reason, I remember uh, JFK Jr.'s plane crashed the uh, the summer of '99. Because okay, so just... this
1: was after that. Yep. I'm I'm
4: trying to remember which plane that would have been.
1: Because it
4: wouldn't have been the one off Long Island.
1: I can put it in the show notes later or on Facebook somewhere. Uh, I'll listen again and see. Okay. Um curious. So the the prank call scene um this was the only time through all the filming <laughs> that all three of the geeks well all three of the geeks that were the actors were totally low energy and awful and in a bad mood in a total funk and off their game.
2: <laughs> okay, I just did a quick Google search and I yeah. uh, Oddly enough, the date this episode aired, according to IMDB, January 31st, uh, 2000, there was Alaska Airlines Flight 261. Um, it crashed into the Pacific Ocean off Point Mugu, uh, according to Wikipedia, all 83 passengers and five crew members were killed. Oh. So, oh. so it could have been that one.
1: I'm, I'm guessing it's that one.
2: Because oh, it, it, it happened to coincide with the same day.
1: Yeah, it probably was that one. Which episode was it? Uh, this one. Oh, it was this one.
2: Yeah, hmm. at least according to what I can find on uh, on Wikipedia and IMDb. So you can take that with what you will. But hmm, kind of interesting that we happen to be talking about that as uh, this episode happened to be that one. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I think it was It was the commentary with the we're Parents did a commentary with I don't remember if it was Feig or Apatow but they started talking about that and so they were talking about it like it had already happened but I don't think they remembered correctly that it it just happened to be this episode
2: well the DVDs came out a few years after I remember
3: (laughs) sorry about that (coughs) that's all right. damn crack pipe (laughs) 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 so what were you talking about
1: um, during the prank call day, um, all three of the geeks were um off their game and in a funk. And oh
3: right.
1: They had all these expectations that they were going to go off the cuff and be hilarious, and it was going to be great. And instead, they like had to yell at the kids to like do it better. You Which know, scene? What? Which scene was that? The prank call. The big. Oh, the prank call. Oh, yeah.
3: Why do you think? Did they give any kind of explanation as to why that was the case?
1: No, only the fact that every once in a while one of them would just be kind of off their game and having a bad day, <laughs> and this was the only time that all three were at the same time. Hmm. There wasn't an explanation. It just—it I think it just sounds like it just happened that way.
6: Could you Maybe
3: imagine? Was... Sorry, Maybe... go ahead.
4: Maybe it was having to get into gym clothes. <laughs>
3: yeah, especially Gordon. Maybe
7: no shorts.
4: Yep. Jim <clears throat> clothes always depressed me.
1: All right, that's what I got.
3: All right, let's get into feedback. Um we have let's see like one piece of feedback on the on the Facebook group which is Harold saying I love Gordon shorts. Sam could wear <laughs> it as a one piece outfit. <laughs> Very sure. I
1: think I think his pants might be my favorite part about this episode. <laughs> no. That was fantastic. <laughs>
3: it's so funny. <laughs> like, I'm looking at it right now. It just looks ridiculous. <laughs> Apparently, though, the kid that was playing him had really, really bad health issues while they were filming this. Really? And he was supposed to be in more episodes. Hmm. But they couldn't, he couldn't always be available. I just read that before we started. I was reading. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. Um, <laughs> so then we only have one other piece of feedback. Which, I believe, Aisha has. Okay. Right, Aisha? Uh, yes. And this is also Harold following up on his Gordon Shorts comments in voice form. As he left us a voice message. So we're going to play that for you guys right now.
7: As soon as it's done loading.
3: As soon as it's done loading. <laughs> in the meantime... This is our
1: first voicemail. We don't know what to do.
3: Yeah, we. I, I mean... Guys, you should have seen me just sweating when I saw it. I just, <laughs> how am I going to handle this? I don't know. I'm McKinley Cast. I watched this episode uh, last
8: night, and it just blew me away once again by how well-written Freaks and Geeks is, because they have they're able have so many different characters, but each one has their own unique characterization, and never feels like any of them are there just to move the plot along. Instead, it feels like they're actual people living their lives. For example, I just love the way they they have the consistency of, say, a character like Neil, who in this episode is a a minor character. But once again, he sees Lindsay. He's going to tell her that, hey, I was the catcher on the baseball team today because he wants to impress her. Um, He does his Kirk impression again when the other geeks are... Uh, skulking away from the Weir's bedroom, he is leaning in because he wants to know what's going on. He's fascinated or creepy or whatever he is. And I love that. I love the uh, what they do with coach Frederick on any other show, you know he's a minor character. he's an authority figure. He's going to be there to be uh, poke fun of, to give our main character someone to react to. But here, Coach Frederick actually listens to Bill, and he changes. He changes his own role. On any other show, he'd be just there to make Bill do something embarrassing. He'd have to uh, make an apology or run laps or something. But here, Frederick changes. They don't make a big deal out of it. He just does. He listens. He acts like a person. But when you stop and think about it, that's amazing for a network television show in the 1990s. the weirs, look at them. Uh, I love how when they go to see the diary, Jean is so uncomfortable uh, being in Lindsay's room. She feels like it's a violation. And you see that at the end, when the phone rings, she has to, she feels like she has to go to another room to pick up the phone. Even though Lindsay's not there, no one would know. It, it, it's the same line, but that's a great little moment. And now here's something that, that I noticed watching this. Now, um, you know, the, the last time,
6: it struck me
8: that when the parents read Lindsay's diary, again, I think this is, this is interesting writing. They read what she says, but they're not really hearing what she's saying. They read it as it applies to them. You know, the the dad is. Uh, doesn't treat the mom right the mom is boring but they're not listening to what Lindsay's actual complaint is she's talking about how she wants to be free from a life uh, in the sterile suburbs uh, where everyone has a uh, pressure to conform and, and become a robot and maybe they can't change it. they're not going to pick up and move uh, you know to branch village or something but they're not even picking up on that wavelength that would explain why their daughter is rebelling and why she's trying to be something different it just goes totally over their heads um, I, 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 one thing that just does drive me nuts, this is has nothing to do with the writing, it has to do with the, the, the show though, is that I'm, well, maybe it does the show's in Michigan we've had our Halloween episode I don't know, I think seven, seven or eight episodes ago and there they are, they're playing in uh, baseball, they're in shorts uh, short sleeves no jackets, the trees behind them are full of green leaves, I mentioned this before but just it just drives me nuts maybe it's, you know, I've been watching Mad Men and, and the comparison it's just so so startling uh, one last thing, uh, this is just a personal connection that I have on the show uh, as I said before, I, I was uh and 1980, so I was the same age as Sam. And around that time, uh, my mom, who uh, only had a handful of, of uh, dishes in her repertory, suddenly she came up with a you know, fancy high class dish. Uh, I'm sure you've guessed it. Yes, it was a Cornish game hen with a uh, wine sauce. I think it was a red wine sauce, not a plum wine sauce like Gene uh, Weir had, but basically the same thing. <coughs> and of course, I, I was Held now, to go on the internet and try and figure out if this was something going on, something just in the air, uh, what happened. I found on about.com they say that uh, uh, one food historian credits chicken mogul uh, Donald John Tyson for creating the Rock Cornish game hen by crossbreeding white rock hens and Cornish hens in 1965. So, if that's correct, then I'm guessing that maybe you know, I took about 10 years or so for uh, the Cornish hen to kind of uh, pick up speed and marketing and all that, and maybe there was some sort of wine sauce uh, was, was the <laughs> recommended way of making it. I don't know. Maybe it was on Julia Child or Galloping Gourmet or something. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> maybe it was on a TV commercial. That much I haven't found out yet, but uh, that, that was a, a big stunner for me. Uh, okay, one last thing. Question for the newbies. Who hurt Kim Kelly more? Was it the Wears or Lindsay? When I say that, I mean, who is she more upset about in terms of, uh, uh, you know, by their comments or actions, you know, you know, is she seeking approval more from Lindsay or the Wears? I'm not sure. I have I have an idea. Um, I think it's the Wears, actually. I think that's who she wants approval for, for, for more. I'm curious to hear what you have to think. So... Uh enjoying your podcast and uh I'll just be seeing you on Facebook. Bye.
3: Well thank you, Harold. That was fantastic.
4: Hey Harold, thank you. That so, was great.
3: So newbies, what do you think? It's his last question.
7: Definitely Lindsay.
3: What do you think, Carol? Catron?
5: I think Lindsay. I feel like you know Lindsay's her friend. Lindsay's opinion is ultimately gonna matter more to her.
4: I think it is everybody. I think she just feels like she... I think she's just felt like this mountain of disapproval probably her whole life, usually from her mom. And she's used to getting it from her mom. And now she feels like... She's just gotten loaded with three more people. Even though Lindsay, you know, <clears throat> I mean, Lindsay did not have to tell her that they said she was stupid. I think if she'd said, "Well, you know, that you're, you're fooling around and stuff," I think she could have softened it up a bit. I mean, she was trying, but she screwed it up.
6: Yeah.
4: Um. And I think personally, I just felt like. It was a mountain she felt like a mountain had just been you know loaded on her from everybody,
3: yep that makes sense. I agree with all that. <laughs> I think she's uh she's just super sensitive and she she's used to it from her mom, so she that, that's why you know she's always so abrasive because and she's always on the defensive because she just doesn't want to hear it from any anyone else, especially not you know, Lindsay, who is her newest friend, and her parents, who, you know, there's, clearly, there's a connection there, so.
1: <clears throat> Speaking I of... she said something in the episode about feeling more hurt about Lindsay, didn't she? Kind of spell it out. She did,
3: but I don't know if necessarily, like, I mean, you know, that could just be her saying right. something. You know? I think she said that to Daniel, actually. And then Daniel said to Lindsay that Kim is, like, a body with no skin. Which I found to be (laughs) great
4: (laughs) I thought it was interesting that um, And this is something I meant to mention earlier That uh, Kim and Lindsay Are Staying friends um, Even though Lindsay is now on the outs With Nick Yeah So I wasn't sure that would do to Her relationship with everybody else
3: yeah, you know what? I got the impression during this episode that I've never felt like she was more... I've never actually felt like she was more of a part of the gang as I did in this episode because, like you were saying, you didn't know how it was going to, like, after the post-Nick, like, is she still going to be hanging out with them and blah, blah, blah. But uh she was, and yeah, like, Nick walked away, but she was there... Like she seems like she is like a solidified member of this group now, regardless of what happens. No. Cuz like, like or else this would have been the perfect perfect time for them to just get rid of her.
4: Right. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. That usually does happen. I mean, if 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 a couple breaks up, usually they'll decide You know, it's like, okay, we either have to go with the girl or with the boy, and the other one is gone.
3: And the new one is usually the one to go. Right. Yeah, usually. But, yeah, no, they seem like they've accepted her into the group, and they're not about to kick her out just because Nick is mad at her right now. So, Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and if I may address the uh, weather issue, because they talked about it in the commentary. They happen to talk about it. Um. They said that that was during the show's run was the biggest thing that was written into the show about complaints. You know, Harold, you're not alone. (laughs) Um, And they simply... They had to film in California. They just did not have the budget. I mean, this was a floundering show. The executives ordered one more episode. They're ordering these episodes one at a time at this point. Oh, wow. They simply couldn't do it in California. They they worked really hard on finding scenes that didn't have palm trees and that looked as Michigan as possible in California. And it that was tough enough, but to get the weather right, it just it was, you know, a madman or something would fly. Yeah. But at the,
4: same, at the same time, they could have had the kids in rather than shorts and t-shirts, had them in in, you know, more they absolutely could have done that. I yeah, agree. put
3: them in sweatpants.
4: Yeah, put them in sweatpants and sweatshirts. Um, they
3: seem to have just sweatpants. given... I think they just kind of gave up on the whole concept of weather from the very beginning. They were like, we're
6: yeah. just
2: going to ignore it as much as we possibly can. Yeah, to, to borrow a phrase from potential cast for Redemption cast, we really just kind of have to S.O.D. it just uh, suspend right. yeah. yeah. disbelief. Exactly. It seems and like I, that's
3: what the writers' intentions were.
2: <laughs> and I do know that there is a moment upcoming, a big spoiler alert, where I did see a palm tree in the background. Or mm. there's palm trees in the background. Oh, it's snap. Be, it's supposed to be at the Midwest, but...
4: Hey, it's not as What are you going to do? Ba- yeah, it's not as bad as... I don't know if you guys remember show Point Pleasant that was on for a few minutes... Yeah. Um. some years ago and that's supposed to be Point Pleasant, New Jersey mm. and there were palm trees all over that place and it was just like guys and and cliffs leading down yeah. to the ocean I'm like <laughs> you know
3: <laughs> It's like where's the garbage? Come on, there's supposed to be garbage <laughs> on
2: the beach Jersey
4: Shore on, Jersey. <laughs> Jersey Shore is not there's not cliffs you know, that's not yeah, They uh, can't
2: all be uh, Sopranos and Mad Men and the Wire and Breaking Bad, as far as locations, yes, sometimes wow. you gotta accept. The Wire was so uh, good at that. Yeah, but it's New York or California, maybe some part in Canada, and they they gotta do their best to make uh, you know cover up uh, right. the geographical difference. Yeah. Man,
1: I wish all shows were Mad Men.
2: Oh no. <laughs> well, yeah, wonderful that'd world. Oh,
3: no, that'd be terrible.
1: <laughs> oh, it's the best show ever.
3: You know what? Yeah, I I like it. You I want do. all shows. I like Mad Men. It's a good show. I've watched it all, but it's—I mean—I would be bored out of my life if that's what all shows were like. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe you the quality variety.
4: level. You need variety. <clears throat>
3: I just need—I need comedy in my life. You know, comedy is key. Of course. It keeps me from going insane.
1: Good point. It's,
3: um, all right. Let's do our uh, quotes and ratings and all that good stuff. Let's do, uh, let's do ratings first. And you can go first. Eeny, meeny, miny, Katrin.
5: <laughs> okay, um, I don't know. This wasn't my favorite episode ever. Um, I don't know. feel like a C sounds really mean, so I'm going to give it a C+.
3: <laughs> alright so a generous plus thrown in there just because you uh, empathize with the episode
2: mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say a guest Matt why don't you go next
2: yeah th- this one I mean Freaks and Geeks is one of my top ten favorite shows but this this is not one of the best examples of why it's one of the, my favorite shows I mean it's it's not terrible by any stretch but it's not it's not, like, the top shelf, the, like, the episodes you would show somebody to show why the show is great. Um, I'd probably give it, like, a B-. minus. It's it's fine, but it's not anything special. It's not, not anything compared to the, the greatest stuff that the show has done. All right, Aisha?
7: I'm going to echo Matt and give it a B- too. Like, I didn't feel like... I didn't really particularly like anything about this episode, but I didn't hate it, so...
3: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Carol.
4: Well, I had been thinking B minus. Um, I liked the fact that they did bring up, you know, they they fleshed out some of the minor characters more and gave us, you know, a view of them. And I think they did a really good job on it. But um, at the same time, episodes like this often show you why they're minor characters, and kind of make you say okay I'm ready for the major characters to be back again so I'll go with B minus and look forward to
1: next episode
3: okay Emily
1: um, sadly B minus was my number too um, that's a letter well yeah I meant number in a different way
3: <laughs> I know I'm just kidding <laughs> um,
1: I think that there was good character fleshed out it's not one that I think if I'm rewatching. It's not one I skip, though. It's, it's not one I even think about skipping. Which I th- think hard about skipping. Beers and Weirs, um, and this is one I would always watch if I do a rewatch. So it's, it's interesting enough that I enjoy watching it and I won't skip it. But yeah, it as Freaks and Geeks compared to on the scale of Freaks and Geeks. It's a little sad, but when you compare it with many other shows, it's a fine episode. It's really, it really is well written. They do amazing things with minor characters in this.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, it, you know, I noticed. Just, I thought this was cool. They made, they ended a scene with a joke from a random jock kid. Did you notice that? when the that one jock said after bill chose the teams and stuff that one jock was like man geeks have taken over the world Mm -hmm. yeah i I just noticed that because like how often does a scene end on a joke from whoa (laughs) chill out (laughs) okay how often does a scene end on a joke from a character that we've never met before you know that's like that's kind of unique isn't it Mm -hmm. so i don't know um yeah I think they do, they do good things with side characters and you know just random characters also. Um, I think I gave another episode, a, a B minus, and this was easily the one that I enjoyed the least so far. So I'm going to give this a C+ um, for all the reasons that we've all mentioned. I, it was it's putting it up against any other show, it's still great. And then putting it up against itself, it's on the, it's in the bottom. So, um, yeah, C+. Plus, but still not terrible. Alright, let's uh, do some quotes. Who wants to go
2: first?
1: We should probably let the guest go first.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. I had a hard time uh, picking out quotes, so I'm just kind of going with the IMDb p- page. Are you calling me irrational? Because I'll tear your head off, Daniel. I'll tear it off and throw it over that fence.
6: That was classic.
3: I had a hard time picking out quotes, by the way, also. I only found one that I even really liked at all. And it was? Oh, well, you know. (laughs) Something. Let me look at my piece of paper here. Oh, he yeah, doesn't yeah, have yeah.
2: Fredericks' memory. <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> um,
3: oh, here, point your boobs to the road. It works better. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I forgot about that one. The quote uh, that I remembered, I could, I didn't have time to go back and and rewatch it to to find the exact wording, but it was like. Um, I don't remember what they call them. It's something like "Hey, something." That's the first out. Only eight and two-thirds innings to go. Hmm. hmm
1: I don't know what to call them.
4: I, it's, it's something I don't remember was like "Hey, doofus" or idiots" or whatever. A moron.
3: They moron. say moron.
4: They might be moron. It might I be. That they, sounds right. That sounds moron. right. Hey, morons!
3: I think that sounds right. That, that was an Allen line.
1: Is that Alan? Yep. I didn't remember who
6: that was. My favorite
1: was Neil. He is the butt patter. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah. I
5: liked, um, I'm a fan of pretty much everything Mr. Weir says, but, um, I liked, well, everyone's got parents, Gene, even hookers. Remember that TV movie we saw?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Some sort of after school special, I think. Mm-hmm.
3: Are you she guy?
7: Uh yeah. Keisha just took mine, so I'm looking for another. Sorry. The, yeah. these stamps, I hear people I hear kids put L S D underneath them. <laughs>
3: <laughs> another Oh, Mr. oh that's
1: another pop culture reference. The Are You There Goddess Me Margaret? Oh yeah. Oh right, right. I that was the Judy that. Bloom book about periods. Yep. Oh, and Sawyer's reading it on the beach in Lost, and that's funny. Is he, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: I'd forgotten about that one. I thought the different strokes thing was pretty... Yeah. Pretty funny that, you know, they don't even get to the actual reference. It's just
1: going in the background there. Right, if you're familiar with the show. Yeah. Here, different strokes. Mm-hmm.
3: I thought, uh, Neil said some pretty funny stuff while he was a catcher, but I didn't write it down. (laughs) I enjoyed him just bashing the kids, telling them about their mothers and stuff.
6: Oh, yeah! (laughs) wife!
4: He said I was... Oh, yeah, your wife. wife." (laughs) 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 My wife!
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty good.
3: That was really Neil. Alright, anybody got any more? That's a no! Okay, guys. Well... Matt, it has been fantastic having you. Can you tell the people once again where we can find you around these parts?
2: Yeah, sure. You can uh download my sporadically released movie podcast called Movie Snobbery 2. I do have an episode uh hopefully I'll get that released sometime this week. Uh my co-host John saw Amazing Spider-Man and was really disappointed by it and we do a like a Chris uh spring movie catch-up and then uh summer movie preview like June onward. I did a Solo episode that covered May, which you can download right now. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Matt Loves TV. and yeah,
3: cool. So keep your ears open for that, people. And you could find us at uh, on our Facebook page, which is Facebook.com/slash/McKimleyCast. A Freaks and Geeks introcast. Is it that long? No, it's just... A... <laughs> Facebook.com slash group slash McKinleyCast. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading the title, which is just way longer. I don't know why we made such a long title, guys. Just... We're crazy. But, um, and then oh, you, could... you
1: mean in iTunes?
3: No, on, uh, on the Facebook page. It's, it's McKinleyCast, A Freaks and Geeks introcast. Oh. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and then you could uh, email us over at McKinleyCast at gmail.com. Um, we have a Twitter I think somebody might use it every once in a while Um, McKinley
1: Podcast
3: McKinley Podcast that's what it's called called. and that's it I believe what's up uh, what's up next time Um, do you know
1: next time we have episode 11 looks and books
3: looks and books alright we'll get that prediction thing up as soon as we decide when we're actually going to record again I think that's it guys. It's good talking to you.
4: All right. Good talking right. to you. Let's not be strangers.
3: Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, we have we ha- actually have one episode um hanging in the back pocket right now due to my incessant laziness. So, <clears throat> we'll probably be getting two out pretty shortly.
1: Yeah. Excellent. Woo!
3: They're not going to, you know what? It doesn't matter. They just said that. Because this <laughs> is the second one, and after this one, we'll have no more left.
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh, right.
1: They'll <laughs> already know that they got two pretty close together.
3: Uh, dates elude me. All right, guys, take care.
1: All
6: right.
3: All right. Bye. 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 Carol says no. What about you, Em? Emily? She doesn't want to answer. She's ashamed. <laughs> I think she disappeared. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what about you, Aisha?
1: No. I didn't. I'm here. I've got you on mute because I've got a baby situation. <laughs>
2: Alright, baby situation. So everyone
1: else go. I'll go last.
2: Okay. Well, the baby can't write, so you don't have that problem yet. <laughs> She's
1: got an older
4: one. Alright, all right, get, right. get ready to edit. edit. Stop that! <laughs>
0: You're a turd, a stinky, fat turd. Go sniff a you you boob You love fatty boys' butts. You love fatty boys' butts, butt, you butt patter. You're a perv and a loser and a stinky t- turd. Who's that?
6: It's that uh, old friend.
0: There's no language in love